millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Episode 6 of Character Unlock. This week we're going to be uh, talking some stealth games. We're going to be visiting Motorsport Manager, some Titanfall, and going through an award show. The first video game award show of the season, I suppose you'd call it. I'm hosting, as always, I'm Andrew Brooker, and with me is my good buddy, Mr. Miller. You alright, John? Howdy doody. Here once again, listening to you be abusive to pretty much anything in the world. Well, that's what I'm here for. It's what I live for. <laughs> it's the only reason I get out of bed in the morning. I need to have a negative opinion on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing there, mate? You alright? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, everything is going along nicely. I can't believe we're allowed to have this many episodes before people are taking us off the airwaves. Six episodes in, mate. We're doing alright. Well, I suppose <laughs> five, technically. Just a really long episode 4, so it became 4 and 5. Well, that's what the fans wanted, wasn't it? True. It seemed to go down alright, though, so I'm quite happy with that. Anyways, do stuff for today. Talking about last episode. If you want to listen to last episode, it's up on the uh, iTunes stream and up on the website. You can go and listen to it there. Until then, we're going to talk about other stuff. So, this week, or this week, last Friday, was the Golden Joystick Awards, mate. Yeah, the The... most important of all of the... uh... Award ceremonies for video games. Well, it's just more AAA gaming industry self-congratulatory bullshit. Completely unnecessary, but it gives us a reason to cheer for games or boo at games. And, you know, all of us hope that Call of Duty doesn't win anything and other things do win stuff. Yeah, but this one's decided by the fans, so therefore it's, you know, the one that people care about. You know, if by fans it means corporations that have probably paid for more votes. That just means I can blame it on the stupidity of other people and not the corporations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to blame it on stupid people. No, to be fair, I mean, obviously we'll go through the, the results in a bit, but the results weren't that bad. I I think I agree with the ones I can agree with. I agree with most of them. Uh, there are a few that I haven't played, so can't go, well, yeah. But. Well, there's a number on there that I voted for. And there's a number on there that I didn't vote for to the point where I was wishing I could have there was an option to negatively vote for stuff. Yeah, I don't think I wanted to negatively vote for anything. I definitely got my votes in, but I think for the most part I was happy with the results. So should we uh, should we have a bash through and go through them? Yeah, start from the top. <laughs> <clears throat> so the best original game. So uh, the best original game. The nominees were Abzu, which is a weird underwater thing, I believe. I've not played it. Firewatch, which is something I desperately want to play, and fellow foul critic podcaster Brian Plank has recently finished and recommended I get in and play, so next time I come across it in a sale, I will definitely be picking it up, but I've not played it yet. Fury, which I don't know, 
John, I mean, if you've played any of these and you know them, mate, please jump in because otherwise it's just going to be me going no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure I could name the ones that I've played as the ones that came last, pretty much, and all Fair of enough. the categories. <laughs> uh, no Man's Sky. Did you play No Man's Sky? I uh, no. no, it's PlayStation exclusive, and I've like I don't think I've actually played my PlayStation since I bought it. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Quantum Break, which I haven't played yet. Nope. <laughs> Soma, which I picked up for like three quid in a sale a couple of months ago, and I haven't gotten around to playing it, and I'm desperate to because it looks fucking shit scary. Uh, the Division, which I played, and really wish I hadn't played. Sometimes it's not I, good. I, I I didn't play it for much. I think I played the demo, the beta. It it suffers from typical up um, MMO douchebaggery of dude with really high level gear sitting in the middle of the zone just shooting everyone who comes near him, and then um, people who hack and glitch the game to this extent where they can just sort of sit there, one shot, kill people, take all their stuff, okay, and just keep doing that over and over. Fair enough. And The Witness, which I believe is a puzzle game, which I haven't played yet, nope. but it is on my list of ones to play. But the the game that won, and actually I have to admit I'm quite happy with this, was Overwatch. Yeah. Now, now Overwatch have you spent was any time free this weekend, Overwatch? wasn't it? It was free this week. I didn't play it, which I'm really annoyed by because I I specifically downloaded it to play it this weekend and then never got around to it. I ended up playing FIFA of all things most of this weekend. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, right? I mean, if this isn't a, a good enough reason to pick up Overwatch, I bought Overwatch at full price digitally, so it's fifty quid. Yep. And I am not pissed off that I bought a multiplayer-only game for 50 quid. Okay. It is outstanding. And I don't, do, I don't really do multiplayer anymore. Overwatch is fucking great. It's got this stupid pay-to-buy loot boxes mechanic, but it's not pay-to-win at all. Everything is... Uh, what's the word? Cosmetic. Yeah, that's the one. Everything in those boxes is purely cosmetic. It's just sprays that you can tag on things. Different clothes. Team Fortress hats. Yeah, no hats, but yeah, Team Fortress hats, essentially. It it makes no difference to the way the game plays at all. So you can go into the game and be a level one, and you're on, apart from, obviously, experience, and maybe you're a bit of a moron playing multiplayer shooters, you know, you're on an even even playing field with a guy that's been playing it since the day it came out, and, you know, he's a level 60 or whatever the level cap is, I don't know. There's no, there's no weapon unlocks. There's no, you know, skill unlocks. You get all the skills. The skills change with every character, and every, and you just, you just get in and play, and you find the characters you're good with. Or if you're a decent player, you find the characters that your uh, team needs at the time, and you use them. And like I say, it doesn't matter if you're a new player or a veteran player. You're all on an even playing field, and it's that for me is pretty refreshing because you go, you play like uh, Battlefield for a good example. Yeah. If I don't have a chance to play Battlefield for the first couple of weeks... That it's oh out, yeah, you're going to be a bit fucked, because all the people are going to have the, all the high-level Well, that's it. By the time you gear. get to the multiplayer, you know, you're not having a good time, because you're just getting your ass handed to you by guys that have done nothing but play Battlefield solidly for the last 15 days. And you're like, well, I, I'm not having any fun. Overwatch, whether you're winning or losing, you're having a blast. And, you know, you don't feel like other people are overpowered... You feel like you got your ass handed to you. You need to either learn the character you're playing with, or go find someone else to play with. Yeah, you know, 
it's perfectly, you know, it's really, really well balanced like that. I, I can't recommend Overwatch enough. Well, it's like my friends that I play with frequently, they, they got Overwatch when it came out and they played it and they really enjoyed it because they just essentially were playing what they thought Team Fortress 2 on console you know, new generation consoles rather. So they were all happy about that. And I watched at least one of them streaming it. And I just looked at it and I was like, this doesn't look all that fun. But they kept saying to me that it's it's a lot more fun to play than to watch. It doesn't, it's not a fun game to watch. You don't get the same kind of feel out of it. Because it no. does seem to be a, you need to run in, kill two people, get killed frequently just to, to get the, the objective to, to move forward. Is that you need to be on fucking ADD medication or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it does kind of have that, that feel to it, but it's, I would definitely say, you know, if it, if it has another free weekend, get it installed and have a bash. I would say, you know, if it goes, you know, hopefully the day this goes out, we're talking Black Friday sales in, uh, you know, in full effect. If it happens to be 20 quid somewhere in a Black Friday sale, absolutely pick it up. You but- won't regret it. It's a well, to match the free weekend that it was this weekend, which I I've got it downloaded, it means that I just it's just need to pay for an unlock now. But yeah. I'm pretty sure you can get it for thirty quid of it on the Xbox Live Store at the moment. So if on Black Friday I can't see a copy of it cheaper than thirty quid, I might just go, fuck it, thirty quid. What's thirty quid? I get paid tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All of the you know all of the uh, all the DLC that comes for it is free. You don't have to buy the loot boxes. It's not a necessity in the slightest. I think I bought one or two and kind of went, this is, you know, it's completely random. I can't control what I'm getting. I'm not doing that. I'll just wait for stuff to unlock on its own. You know, it's, it's not a necessity for the game. So, it, But yeah, it's, I, I can't recommend Overwatch enough. It's just an outstanding game. All right, move on to so, next category of best storytelling. Yeah, do you want to go through this one? Yeah, I'll take it. The nominees for this one were Firewatch, which was nominated by earlier, uh, Oxenfree, which I didn't, pl- I haven't played and have never heard of before right now. No, me neither. <laughs> Quantum Break, which was vo- uh, nominated earlier, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I haven't got around to playing, but I've got. It's very good. Uh, Soma, which again mentioned earlier, Tales from the Borderlands, which I've got. Uh, we'll get on to later. I will end up playing it along with all of the other episodic games that I've bought uh, earlier this week. It is one of the best ones of those as well. Uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, which is not been out that long as far as I'm aware, so not entirely sure how it gets nominated for a... Uh, it's, I think it's, it's, been out longer than, it's been out longer than Overwatch, I think. Uh, Alright. It's been out a while. I... I it just, to be honest, it kind of passed me by. I'm, I'm not that big an Uncharted fan, so I didn't bother really picking. At some point, I'll rent it and run through it just to see how it ends. I find it amusing how it's lower in the nominees list than uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other one is Zero Time Dilemma, which sounds kind <laughs> of funky. Of I'm gonna try and find out more about that game. I think because that sounds kind of cool. So I'm just <laughs> going to quickly do a quick. Google search for that. At this time, I'm also going to tell you that the winner was The Witcher 3, Blood and Wine. Which I've not played. Nope, neither have I. Um, I've played it. I, I never played number one. I don't have. I don't currently have a... Well, I suppose my laptop now will I was going to say... Witcher, but I just can't be asked. Do, do you... You must have a fucking... Um, I've got several machines that can run The Witcher, I think. I think that'd be okay. Yeah. The Witcher 2 I've got on Xbox One, because it's on backwards compatibility, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Blood and Wine is the second add-on 
adventure yes, for the Witcher. Yes, Blood and Wine's 3. DLC. Yeah, I I kind of fucking knew that that wasn't the name of the actual title. I just for some reason it just okay. Zero Time Dilemma is a 3DS game. Not interested. You're not interested in a 3DS game? I have a 3DS. Its sole purpose is playing Pokemon. I, that's going to be my next question. Is, are you not playing Pokemon? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm not playing Pokemon because it's not out until tomorrow. But yeah, so I mean, I never played I never played The Witcher 1, 2, so there was no point in me touching 3. I get the feeling I can pick up 3 and just play it if I want, but I can't be arsed. Um, it'll probably go games with gold. I hope so, just so I can give it a try, just so I want to have a look at it. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I listened to a couple of games podcasts, and one, one specifically... One of the guys has been playing The Witcher since it came out and still hasn't finished it because he just doesn't have time. I know that feeling really well, but I get really annoyed if I leave a game half finished and go play something else, which actually means that The Witcher would take valuable gaming time away from something else. So, no. Yeah, well, even if it doesn't go games with gold, I'm I'm betting there's going to be a Witcher 3 complete pack. There already is. There we go. There is a Game of the Year edition out. Uh, I think it's about 30, 35 quid. That's still probably too much. It's too much for me. It's one It's one of those games that I'll pick up when it's in a bargain bin somewhere and it will just forever sit on my pile of shame. Yep. I'll tell you what, right, so let's do this. So we're going to skip a few of these and we're going to go, because Holy Balls, we didn't think this through and there are, there are a lot of nominations for some of these. There are 18 nominations for Best Visual Design and we're not going through all of these. So the winner for Best Visual Design was The Witcher 3, Blood and Wine. Again, I guess it looks really nice. I no, I've not played it. Uh, best audio went to Fallout 4, which again I've, I've not played Fallout 4. It's not my kind of thing. Have you played Fallout 4, mate? No, I have not played any of the Fallout games apart from the second one. Fair so. enough. So fuck Fallout 4. We're not playing that. We're not talking about that. We're going to move on, and we're going to say best multiplayer game. Overwatch. So, <laughs> Overwatch. There was never going to be another fucking answer to that one. Never ever was anything going to be Overwatch for multiplayer this year. Well, especially not like Call of Duty Black Ops 3 or no, FIFA 17. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> the only one so, yeah. on there that I would consider to possibly be even remotely considered for best multiplayer would be either Rainbow Six Siege or World of Warships. I've not played World of Warships. I really I didn't get on with Rainbow Six Siege. Didn't, didn't really like it that much. I loved Rainbow Six Siege and... It's probably one of my games from this year, I'd say. Cool. The list for best indie game is full of stuff that we've already spoken about. So, would you say that Firewatch won best indie game? Uh, from what I gather, it's very well deserved. I promise at some point I will buy you and pick you up Firewatch and I will play. I'm sorry. Best gaming moment in association with Absolute Radio. Right. Yeah, corporate sponsorship. <laughs> Apparently the winner is play of the game in Overwatch. Whatever that means. Well, this is one of those things. So, obviously, Overwatch is a, a standard multiplayer game. So you get—I can't remember if it's six on six. I think it's six on six. Makes uh, sense. But <clears throat> so, at the end of every round, you will get a play of the game, and it's a character who did something really cool or something a bit badass. Uh, it's like some, somebody got, gets like a high score in—I don't know—some kind of points thing. Well, it tends to be like a set moment as well. So, I think the last one I got—I got really chuffed with it as well, and just, I kept tweeting the video out because I was really chuffed myself for it but I was a particular character I literally I chased down two or three characters and killed them all in, in very quick succession and then avoided one guy killing me to melee him to death and what I cut to point as I was doing it is that kind of thing and it last that thing lasted about 12 seconds 
But in that 12 seconds, it was absolutely mental and really, really fun. It is quite satisfying to get play of the game. All right. Because it's not something you can guess that you're going to get. So, and it, it, it's, it's basically, it's exclusively for people that actually try to play the game instead of people that find a good way to camp or, you know, find a good way to, uh, to, to cheapen the, the game for their own ends. Okay. You, you actually have to, you know, you have to play and do something really cool in-game. And it's a really cool feeling to get that. So I would be okay with that, I think. Well, Although considering was... some of the other options, which include flying the Falcon in Star Wars Battlefront, don't yeah, really it... think that's a, that's a best gaming moment. Because... It did lose out to... Uh, it did beat unleashing the BFG 9000, <laughs> which is utter bullshit. Nothing beats BFG 9000. How about a BFG 10,000 in the next <laughs> Doom game? Well, maybe. But until then... So the next one I think is going to be an interesting... Interesting one to talk about. Maybe we should have thought about this and started here. <laughs> Most wanted game in association with Green Man Gaming. So the nominees uh, for this include God of War, Resident Evil 7, Sea of Thieves, which I actually kind of like the look of, personally, and uh, the winner of Mass Effect Andromeda. Big grin yeah. on my face for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, some of us I can are see looking forward won. to it. I, I, I can honestly see why it won. It's a massive deal, that game. But, I mean, Those of me, us with taste in video games are, are, you know, want to play yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda. People like you can have your Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, or whatever. Fuck Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Fuck Zelda and everybody that looks like her. But no, I, I mean, in the list, you've got Days Gone, which is, you know, Sons of Anarchy meets The Last of Us, which looks awesome. God of War, I kind of fancy the look of, even though it's basically, you know, Granddad of War. He's now, you know, Nordic. Resi 7, absolutely looking forward to that. But the big one in that list for me is Horizon. I'm desperate to play Horizon. Horizon Zero and, Dawn. And that will be, obviously dependent on what money looks like at the time when it comes out, but that will be the game that makes me go, I need to go and buy a PS4 Pro. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've spoken about these guys a lot before, but it's made by Guerrilla Games, guys that make Killzone. I will play anything those guys make. So, I'm really looking forward to Horizon. It looks awesome. Right. Winner of Competitive Game of the Year was, funnily enough, Overwatch. I think we've spoken about that enough. Yeah. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. Yeah. So, we're going to PC Game of the Year. And once again, winner, Overwatch. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that game, it deserves to clean up a little bit. But wow, that's it's impressive that it won that many. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Game of the Year would be The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD because apparently the uh, a new original story for The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes isn't as good as a, a remaster of a very, very old Wii game. Uh, PlayStation Game of the Year, uh, with a list of games that I include things like No Man's Sky and um, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. I think that's all of the like PlayStation exclusives on there. Oh, and, and Gravity Rush Remastered. Uh, winner is Uncharted 4. A thief's end. I mean, that was pretty much a given. You know, whether or not people liked it, it was always, always going to win that. Yeah, it is fucking bizarre. I mean, am I missing something? Is there no Xbox Game of the Year in this? I can't see one in the list, which is a little odd. Wow. Well, maybe, maybe there maybe there wasn't one. Maybe there wasn't one. Oh well. Okay. So the big one then, the big uh, Game of the Year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the nominees, the nominees for Game of the Year. I've got to admit, this is a pretty decent list. So Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which you know we've spoken about a lot. 
in in a previous episode. It's an excellent game. Doom. Doom. I haven't spoken about Doom enough. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go into it now, and I know you're you're not a fan of the company that published it. Mate, you've got to fucking play Doom. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't think it's as good as a lot of people make out, and I don't think it deserves to be on a Game of the Year list, but fuck me, was it fun. Yeah, okay. Uh, Fallout 4. <laughs> We've already established that neither of us have played that. Halo 5? Did you play any of Halo 5? I d- I th- do I have Halo 5? I might have Halo 5. I'm not. I, I've I've made my feelings about Halo pretty clear in in the past. <laughs> I don't I don't play them very often, but I think I've got at least the Master Chief Collection. Okay. So I, I might I, have five. I played Halo Five multiplayer for a little bit in beta, a beta testing session. Played Halo Five somewhere. It was Halo multiplayer. It didn't really. Nah, don't care. Hitman. Now Hitman definitely worth being up there for Game of the Year. Although. When these nominations went up, I'm not entirely sure Hitman was finished. No, it probably wasn't. Mainly because it's only just been finished. Yeah, which is a bit cheeky. Uh, Inside, I uh, don't know Inside. I think we've established that one already. Neither of us played No Man's Sky. Overwatch no. is on the list. Funny. Pez 2017. Funny how that's on the list, but FIFA isn't. That's proven the fact that it's a much better game this year around. It's Pez rather than This I have a real problem with, this next one. I really just... No, I I agree with you. It's not a game that should be on a list of game of the year. But seeing as Pokemon it, it won, Go, it won handheld game of the year. So Pokemon Go, fuck Pokemon Go, and anyone that fucking plays it. No one plays Pokemon <laughs> Go anymore. <sighs> I mean, it's an absolute money spinner. I mean, it, it done everybody that had anything anything to do with it. It made them a fortune, and now it's gone. Like it shouldn't be in game. No game that's that quickly forget, forgotten should be in Game of the Year. But that's well, just mine. The amount of money that Nintendo printed because of that now, no. basically. The, the the way that their stock went up, I really should have bought, when I knew about Pokemon Go being released, I really should have bought some Nintendo stock. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nintendo stock, which is ridiculously cheap almost all year round, goes yeah. up by a ridiculous... It Actually, I think it, it hit the cap that the Japanese stock market has twice. Fucking hell. So, Japanese stock market has a cap on how much growth they can have in the space of over a day or something, and it hit that twice, two days in a row. Jesus, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll let them off. Still, Pokemon Go. Fuck Pokemon Go. Absolutely. We have Rise of the Tomb Raider, which you said you haven't played it yet, didn't you? No, I've got it. It's sitting on in front of me. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. I think I'm about halfway through. I still haven't uh, finished the last Tomb Raider game. The last Tomb Raider game I really liked, uh, and I would quite happily play it again. This one... It seemed to have a lot more backtracking in it, and I, when I bought it, I just didn't really have time to do that kind of shit, so I just never went back. I really should go back and finish it. I might pick up the 20th Anniversary Edition on PS4, just to see if there's any difference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Witness, I mentioned this earlier, it's a puzzle game, I think, that I certainly I haven't played yet. Total War Warhammer. No. Fuck Warhammer. Not really a Total War fan, anyway. <laughs> Uncharted 4, The Thief's End, which we mentioned before, you know. Was always going to be on that list. And XCOM 2, which is in my must-play-at-some-point list, but I kind of refused to play it on console, so I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. So I did a bit of digging, and I found out there was an Xbox Game of the Year. There was? Uh, yeah, it was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay. This entire award show was sponsored by the website that I'm on. Yep. Why is it not on there? This is some pretty fucking terrible... Well, I should have done my research before we started talking, really. Yeah, we probably should have looked to make sure they had all the fucking... Nominees, but apparently, no. no. 
Rise of the Tomb Raider. Eh, okay. It's deserving, I suppose. And the winner of Game of the Year, which seems almost anticlimactic, considering I know neither of us have played it yet. <laughs> uh, the winner of Game of the Year for 2016 is Dark Souls 3, which is interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of people really like it. I also know a lot of people have said it's not as good as 2, or is it that it's better than 2? I, I don't remember. I don't know. I think people said that 2 is not as good as 1, so if 3 is not as good as 2, then it's by default not as good as 1. But what a lot of people have said is it's not as good as Bloodborne. Ooh. And that's... Well, because Bloodborne's made by the same people. Yeah. But that, that's the PlayStation exclusive, But that's it? the PlayStation exclusive. And that one came out last year. And that one cleaned up a lot last year. But it seems to have taken a, a slight step sideways, maybe, and still managed to win Game of the Year. Okay. I mean, I, like I said earlier, I don't put much stock in these. They're, they're interesting to see winners, but, you know, my, my tastes vary a lot from yours. Yours vary a lot from mine, and... Hours vary a lot from everybody else's, and yeah, but ours I, is the right one. This is true, but I well, apart from Mass Effect, yeah. but I, <laughs> <laughs> Dick. but I will never, never, ever play Fallout Four. You know, I'll, I just won't. Not in a million years. I'll, I might try Dark Souls Three. I have all the others just waiting there for me to play, and I've just not played them. So at some point, maybe I should. I just can't be asked. I got about a quarter of the way through Demon Souls and went. This is far too punishing for me. This isn't fun. Fuck this. And turned off and went and played Call of Duty or something. I didn't, <laughs> didn't care. So something that requires no brain activity whatsoever. But okay. yeah, that was the... There was another category that I found that was um, Developer of the Year. Uh, it was CD okay. Project Red. For The Witcher. So, the Witcher guys, yeah. Cool. Good guy. I, I have to admit, I'm excited about their next project. But The Witcher, like we said before... But they're doing—they're making Cyberpunk 2077 next. That uh, just sounds stupid. Well, a big RPG set in a cyberpunk world works wonders for me. It's basically Blade Runner. Well, yeah. Isn't there a new Blade yeah. Runner film coming? Yes, yes, there is. It's being made by Denis Villeneuve. Uh, yeah. Have you seen Arrival yet? <laughs> Not yet. Go and watch Arrival, and it will change your mind. Well, I—I like all of his other films, but Arrival just doesn't seem like the kind of film I really—I—I I can entertain myself with. Arrival will change your mind. Okay. Trust me. But yeah, the, uh, the a cyberpunk Blade Runner-ish RPG from the guys that know how to make a good RPG, I'll give CD Projekt Red a go. Cool. But that so, was, that's, is that all of the awards? That's all of them now. Um, yeah, I can't be able to look for more awards now. Ah, fair enough. Having to go to multiple websites to find all of the awards to f- when I was told that they were all on one, when they quite <laughs> clearly weren't. <laughs> yeah. Dick Splash. But that, I mean, that was going to be our only bit of news, but then just before we started recording, there was one final bit that we really kind of need to touch on. And we don't, I mean, we won't necessarily do this every time they announce these, but I think this month it's worth mentioning that Microsoft announced December's Games for Gold, which just, I mean, the announcement, as it always does, it kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, holy crap, look at all this. So next yeah. month's... Next month's Games for Gold, we're going to have on Xbox One the definitive edition of Sleeping Dogs, which I know, I mean, it's a game that I know we both really, really like. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to play Nightmare at North Point. I don't know if I'll pick it up, and that's, well, I'll definitely pick it up, but I don't know if I'll play it, and that's only because I 100%ed it, well, I platinumed it, and done all the DLC on PS3, and then I bought the definitive edition on sale on PS4 and platinum that I'm not sure I've got it in me to do it a third time. <laughs> you know what you need? You need a pork bun. I need a pork bun. Absolutely. 
I'll put, I might pick it up because it's, it's kind of one of those games you can pick up and just play for half an hour and then turn oh, yeah. it off and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you never really... It's not until you get to the later stages when you want to start doing the Fight Club missions for those achievements that you actually start to realise that you need to give it a bit more playtime yeah. in a row because you need to get yourself a bit more okay with the fighting style and the very Arkham Asylum style counter system. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but this is kind of... I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm sure you and I will both recommend these as, as December kind of rolls on, but uh, this, this bit of the news is basically one long recommendation to to keep an eye on the Xbox One Games for Gold stuff because holy hell, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Because uh, what do we have? We have Sleeping Dogs. Uh, we're going to get Outlast as well. Now, I can't remember if we mentioned this uh, on the horror episode with Tony a couple of weeks ago, but I think someone may have done it when we were talking to the guys on Twitter and Facebook and that. Outlast is an outstanding little horror for, uh, little horror game. It is really, really scary. Obviously, if you're not into horror games, you won't like it, but if you're into horror games or horror films, definitely one worth having a look at. I would recommend uh, Outlast completely. Yeah. The only one on the list so far that I don't know, and I own it because I've had it on PlayStation Plus, is Outland. I don't fucking know what Outland is. I know the name, but I don't know where from. But the big one for me, and this... I could not fucking believe it, and I was so happy when I saw this. So it, go, it goes on to backwards compatibility today, and in December it goes free on Games for Gold, is Criterion's Burnout Paradise. Yeah. That, Which, that wasn't announced as going sorted. back compatible. Yeah, it goes backwards compatible today. Yeah, and then it's free later on next month. Yeah. So if you already own it digitally or on disc, you can play it today. But if you don't, you can get it for free in a couple of weeks, and then you can play it. But yeah, Christmas sorted, that is. I'm quite happy with that. That's a game I worked my bollocks off to Platinum back in the day. I wouldn't mind doing that again. <laughs> Although, it's got, a, it's got a camera achievement on the Xbox. Okay. It needs to take a, there's a There's an achievement where it has to take a picture of you. Yeah. And I don't know if that shitty little camera add-on works on the Xbox One. Probably not. Yeah. So for all those achievement hunters that get pissy because the game has unobtainable trophies or unobtainable achievements, that would be up there, I reckon. But yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. It's Burnout Paradise. Just fucking play it. It's outstanding. It's what Forza Horizon wishes it was. Yeah. All good? Unless you want to... No, that pretty much covers it. Move on to what we've been playing. I, for the last couple of weeks, although completely forgot that I was playing it, because it's just that easy to immerse yourself in to play in the background, is Motorsport Manager. You may, you've, uh, you may have heard me mention it before when I was uh, at EGX. Motorsport Manager is uh, a play on the game that was released on iOS back in 2014, and again on Android in 2015. was released a couple of weeks ago, uh, on the 9th of November, for PC on Steam... I believe is a good place to download it from, or direct from from themselves, which I think is what I did. It's a very, very interesting game. If you like anything about motorsport, then it's a very nice little game to play. You can just sit there, laptop on your on your on your legs, TV on in the background, watching something that you you can only you only need to put half focus on, say. I don't know, uh, an episode of your your latest soap. Stick that on in the background. And like then WWE. Yep, there we go. There's a good soap for you right there. Bit of Smackdown Live. And then your laptop in front of you and you've got Motorsport Manager on. Just like you would if you were saying if you were a football manager fan. You could just have that on. 
you don't need to put full focus onto it. Although there are some hardcore players, obviously, that wear suits when they're like at a cup final or something. Yes, Seriously? those people exist. Yeah. Do they also play Pokemon Go? Uh, they probably don't have enough time to play Pokemon Go with all the football managers Damn they're it. playing. I was hoping they'd be like a cross-demographic and burning both of them would solve a lot of problems. No, sadly, you're going to have to go out your way for this one a little bit. Fuck. Okay. Sorry, mate. Carry on. <laughs> the thing is, is that it's a really e- interesting first effort to put racing management games back. Because there, there is a couple of racing management games out there that are on on the internet. You can just you sign in, set up an account... And it's basic racing management. You control the team. You pick your drivers. You pick your uh, the the color of your car, some sponsors, the fuel that you have, tires, all that crap. You pick all of that stuff, and then you race against other people uh, in your uh, title championship that is uh, against other people around the world. There's lo- there w- there are loads of like that. So this is the f- first real one in a long time that's been a downloadable. Now, again, it's brought by the guys that bring us Football Manager. It's part of uh, Sega's publishment. Uh, the developer is Play Sport Games, uh, with the director of Christian West, who designed the original uh, on the on mobile okay. before being picked up by Sega. And like I said, it's a game you can just play in the background because it is very, it's very simple, point and click. This is what you need to pick. You pick your car, you pick your team. You, you Well, you start with picking your championship. I personally have started right at the bottom. And you pick the team that you want to manage. I've personally picked the, the worst team, the one with the least expectations of them. That way I can't put any... Then That way I can't... My team's expected to come last in the championship, basically. So okay. I can't do bad. So you can't disappoint anyone. <laughs> yeah. I Literally, all I can do is do better. Fair enough. So I've got... Nothing to to worry about. It's come last. Oh no, I've come last. Just like we were expected to come last. So there's, I've got that going for me. Uh, and I'm about five or six races into my series. Okay. Yeah, despite having the fact that I've played it for two weeks, the the races do take a fair amount of time because, well, there's there it's one minute and thirty seconds average, roughly for a lap. And then you do, I'm doing full racist, uh, full racist. Yeah, I'm doing the full length racing. So I've got 50 to 70 odd laps uh, at 1 minute 30 a lap. So they they take some time. And you also so you're you're, you're controlling your team. You they're going around the track, and you just keep an eye on what's going on. So if the the weather changes, which happens fairly frequently in some in some countries, so you need to bring them in, change the to wet weather tires or intermediates, and then wet weather tires. Then there's also, if you've got your opponents coming into the pit, you need to make the choice. Do you go, if I stay out for a lap, then come in, I've got, these tyres will definitely make it to the end of the race. Or do I bring them in now, and that way they might not make it to the end of the race, but they also may not make it to the end of the race. It's kind of kind of clever, and it's okay. very very similar to real-life motorsport in that, in that the way you need to go for your uh, tactics around it. So, yeah, all in all, it's probably... The fact that I completely forgot that I'd been playing it all this, this for the last two weeks, and I was really struggling to think of a game that wasn't FIFA to talk about, <laughs> I think I've done all right. Yeah, I think that this is kind of that thing that's going to happen in about three to four weeks' time. Maybe kind of like the other side of Christmas, and I'll be like, "What have you been playing?" Like, nothing, Just <laughs> nothing, because bullshit, nothing. But no, that sounds all right. That's that because you. Uh, what was the one you used to play at work? The online one. Um. Yes. Good question. Okay, fair used enough. To play, used to play with Harlan. Yes, he did. Oh, uh, you see, I'm going to try and remember that now. See, so you say, you know, 
proper motorsport tactics. You know, for me, mate, the only, only tactic there is for motorsport is see motorsport on the telly, change the channel. I am such, you know, just sports yeah. in general, just no. But it's good, you know, would you, you know, for someone, not me, but is it something that like F1 fans should pick up or is it something football manager fans should pick up or who would, uh, you, who would you say is the target audience for this? I not would just say people that like spreadsheets. The target audience is absolutely um, F1 fans or just single-seater open-wheel racing fans. So indie develop, indie car fans. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, people like that. Um, well, yeah, I suppose there's some people out there that would uh, football management football manager games fans would probably like uh, I think that the name of the game that I, me and Harlan used to play while we were at work we probably shouldn't have been playing it while we were at work is funnily enough also called that's alright your, your, your current boss ain't listening mate is <laughs> no no this is the old boss no <laughs> why didn't I do any work today I was busy playing motorsport manager because funnily enough that <laughs> game was also called motorsport manager is that what it was yeah it's called M- MSM motorsport manager all, all three <laughs> different words capitals Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of imagination going through the uh, motorsport management video game world. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what have you been playing then, Mr. Brooker? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on two games. I'm going to talk about one properly and I'm going to briefly touch on another. But the, the first one I want to talk about... Being greedy uh, now, aren't you? I am a little bit. Only because... Well, no, let me talk about the first one first. So the first one I'm going to talk about was a genuine surprise for me. Uh, I rented this game because I knew it wasn't going to be my thing. I just wanted to see how it played and what it was like, and that's Titanfall 2. Now let me begin by saying, the way EA have sold this game is a fucking travesty. Titanfall 2 came out in between Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare slash Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Yeah, that's... That's probably poor marketing right there. Modern Warfare Remastered excluded, mainly because I haven't finished it, and Nostalgia is just awesome. But of those three games, of Titanfall, Battlefield, and Infinite Warfare, I have had the most fun with Titanfall 2. Really? Really. And not only is it the most fun I've had with the shooter this year, it is probably the best game I've played this year. Okay. Bear with me. I will explain myself, I promise. You better explain yourself. Right. The thing with this game, okay, so obviously we're... The, the, actually, the biggest thing, problem with this game is it's called Titanfall 2, which is a real pain in the ass. Because Titanfall 1 had no story, and Titanfall 2 throws you straight into story. But it, it should have been called, like, Titanfall, I don't know, Rise of the... something. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so Titanfall 2 now has a single player. On the surface, and even for the first couple of missions, it feels like Titanfall. It feels like Titanfall 1 did, just with a story. It feels like... It's a game made by the guys that made Call of Duty and Medal of Honor. It's just a sci-fi uh, game. And occasionally you get to run around in a mech and kill people. Yeah. Here's Sounds the like thing. Titanfall. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Titanfall 2 story is only about... I think it took me seven hours, maybe seven and a half hours to finish. It's not very long. But about the halfway point, suddenly this game takes a massive left turn and throws you into some of the best level design you will see in a shooter ever. And I know you're, about, you're just about to start playing this game, so I promise you I won't spoil anything. Not only because of you, but I genuinely think everybody should go out, if you're a shooter fan, obviously, you should go out and buy this game and play it. About halfway through, suddenly you're in this area, and basically you're inside a giant factory that makes homes. Okay. Like, like it just slots bits of house and garden and things together. And it's basically making these massive homes in a factory. 
but because it's a factory, these bits of home are just like bits of platform and spin around and sometimes they're f uh, flat, sometimes they're up on their side and you have to use them to traverse to new areas. So it's this massive first-person platforming puzzle in this enormous world. But whereas like, uh, like Mirror's Edge all those years ago, so what's Mirror's Edge, like 2008, 2009, something like that, whenever the fuck Mirror's Edge came out, whereas that felt clunky, certainly as far as I was concerned, with its first-person puzzling, yeah. you know, this, it just felt fluid. There was no way to get stuck. If you got stuck, there was a mechanic where the, your helmet would do, put a display in front of you and show you the route that you needed to take. Yeah. So you didn't have to figure anything out. You just had to figure out the timings to get, you know, across certain bits. But yeah, this literally, there's this gorgeous level where you have to bounce across platforms to get to the next bit and then you wipe out a load of people and go open a door and move to the next bit and then you've got to do another bit where you've got to bounce across some platforms. It's just... It's a gorgeous level. It's superb level design. But it gets better. After you finish that level, your, the platforming puzzle changes in as much as you're given a time travel mechanic. Okay. And I didn't see this coming. And I promise you, I won't, I won't tell you how you get it. None of that. But there's a time travel mechanic. Literally, it's a quick button press. So let's say, for example, you're in a lobby to a building and it's now. It's the present day. You time travel... Uh, you hit the time travel button, and literally it's just like left bumper. And suddenly, you know, where where it was present day and it was in ruins, now it's back to how it was before whatever happened happened. And it's, okay. it's, a, it's a pristine building. But you use that to traverse through this building. So there'll be doors that you can't get through, like in the, in the past. So you tap your time travel button to go back to the present, and that door's been blown away for some reason. So you can walk through it. But it also means you can toy with people that you're you're fighting with yeah like at one point i ran at this group of people and then hit me time travel button so for the, and you know jumped turned around turned around hit me time travel button again and now i've just appeared behind them yeah but the beauty of it is they react to it oh. when you when you come back in they're still they're talking about, oh shit where did he go and then oh shit there he is <laughs> it's it's this really really cool and it mate it blew me away it was so much fun there are times when in both present and past you're fighting enemies. So, like, there's monsters that are going around the place in the in the present that are chasing you around the building. So you have to remember that they're going to be there if you go back into the present. Or if you go back into the past, there's guys with guns. You know, you don't get to keep it forever. It's not something that's introduced and then you keep it forever. It's just for that one, like, that one particular mission. Get yourself through where you need to get through, get to the end of the mission, and you don't have it anymore. But I just, I could not believe it. You know, this is, it's an EA game. Okay, it's Respawn Entertainment, so it's the guys, like I said, made Medal of Honor and Call of Duty, and, you know, you can, like they did with Titanfall, they basically sold it on that. But they could have half-assed this campaign, given you six hours of just Corridor Shooter, and left it. But no, they put real effort into this, and it is one of the best shooters I've ever played. And it, it just, it gets so much better, because, you know, like I've said a million times, I don't play multiplayer. I thought I'd give the multiplayer a bash. I love it. The multiplayer is fucking brilliant. All right. Yeah. And the multiplayer, the multiplayer well. is fucking brilliant for the same reason that Overwatch multiplayer is brilliant. Doesn't matter whether you're winning or losing, you always feel powerful. You always feel like you're able to kill somebody, and you're always having fun. You know, at no point did I ever. Oh no, okay, there were a couple of times where I thought someone was being cheap. 
and just kind of camping away. But, you know, he, he only got a couple of shots off before someone turned up with a Titan and stuff, you know, stuff to rocket up his ass. Well, that's always the thing with Titanfall, is that it doesn't matter how good or bad you feel like you're doing, there's always the, the game-changer that is the Titans. Yep. But it was... It's such an easy game to to balance badly, and it's such an easy game to have overpowered uh, mechs in. But they're not. You know, you feel powerful when you've got your mechs, but... I've kind of I'm running around and I suddenly come across one, but he's trying to chase somebody else who doesn't see me behind him. I managed to take out you know several titans on foot, not having a titan myself, you know, and not feel like a I was cheating or b you know if he'd have turned around and seen me, I'd have been squashed like an ant. Yeah. But I didn't feel like he was too powerful for me to take on. I felt like I could chase him and chase him down with my rocket launcher, and it was it was a really cool feeling. I made this game. I just I can't believe how good it is, and I can't believe how much fun I'm having with it. And my only regret is the fact that I rented it thinking it was going to be shit, because now I've finished the story, I can't really justify spending money on buying it, which I really wish I did. Uh, but there are rumours that it's going to be dropping to like 30 quid over Black Friday, so I might be picking it up if, I, if I've got the spare cash. But, yeah, you know, it, I really I recommend it wholeheartedly. Absolutely outstanding. But yeah, a fucking travesty releasing it when they did. EA kind of left it out there to die. and It's kind of like they didn't trust it for some exactly strange reason. Is. That's exactly what it is. They, they didn't trust it would sell. They didn't trust it would bring the crowds in. And it's better than anything EA have put out this year so far. You know, I haven't played much of Battlefield 1, so I'm, I'm sure Battlefield 1 is very, very good. But the limited time I had with Battlefield 1... I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it half as much as I enjoyed it. No, I, I understand where you come from. I mean, I, I like the story to Battlefield 1. I've played a fair bit of the multiplayer. I've played a lot more of the multiplayer to uh, Modern Warfare Remastered. Haven't touched the multiplayer to Infinite Warfare, but I know that I will play and love the uh, the Titanfall because I did the first one. Yeah, see, I, I don't know what the challenges are acting like. I don't know if they're, they're back on I'm not really paying much attention. I'm just enjoying running around killing. That's all I really want to do. Isn't that the whole point of Titanfall? Just run around killing things. Exactly. That's yeah, what makes the, it the uh, game that it is. Yeah. But the other game I wanted to talk about, and I'll only briefly touch on this because I mainly because I haven't finished it yet, and I probably won't. Certainly not for a while. But I've picked up Watch Dogs Two. All right. Which... Is it better than the first one? Is that that's the only thing that I'm interested in? Yes. It's pretty much the only reason I want to talk about it is because yes, it is much better. It. I mean, for starters. You know, Aiden Pierce was a mopey cunt. Yeah. I so was his family. Yeah. Well, it, he's he's the only one that seemed really pissed off about his fucking niece dying. His, <laughs> his sister seemed almost happy about it. He cared more than she did. But, you know, this guy that he was just a, a mopey twat, and I didn't didn't enjoy playing as him. I didn't really enjoy the game. It just it just felt like Assassin's Creed in modern times. I didn't like it at all. Watch Dogs Two is is one thing that Watch Dogs One wasn't. And that's fun. All right. I enjoy the characters. You know, the main character that you play as, Marcus, he's he's a bit of a douche, but he's funny. And he's fun to play as. The people he he hacks with, even the dickhead from the trailers with the weird fucking glasses that have emoticons on them that I thought was going to be absolutely unbearable. He's pretty funny. I, yeah, I really like it. It's still got a couple of issues that Watch Dogs 1 had. Namely, you know, if you've got the wrong car and you get caught, you know, you alert the police you're going to waste an hour trying to get away from them. You know, which was frustrating in Watch Dogs 1. It's still frustrating in Watch Dogs 2. 
but this time around I don't really care that much again I rented it so if I don't finish it I don't really care again I kind of wish I'd bought it but I will I would pay 20 quid for this happily and finish it but worth a butchers you know if you've got a rental service or you know if you're into those kind of games open world stealthy hacky action things it's much better than the first one that's pretty much all I have to say about Watch Dogs 2 well all good things I guess it's it's got Ubisoft sequel syndrome. First one sucked. Second one decent. Doesn't quite hit the the mad change between AC one and two, but there is the big improvement there. But yeah, it's a very good. You know, well not no, not very good. It's a good game that I would recommend if you happen to have nothing else to play. At some point, that will be the case. Yeah, that'll be about the same point. I continue playing Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's that. Is that all for what we've been playing? I think so. Yeah. So let's uh, move on to our topic. Our topic of the day, which is hilarious, because obviously we we discussed talking stealth games the other week when we were doing Call of Duty, and we kind of went, "We'll do stealth games because Dishonored Two is out," which is great. I've not played Dishonored Two yet, and I won't play Dishonored Two at all. I would have played Dishonored Two, but I've actually booked off holiday specifically to play Dishonored 2, and that holiday does not kick in until Friday, because work. Yeah. So, you know, from Friday onwards, I will be able to give you running commentary on Dishonored 2 if you require it. Until then, I have not played Dishonored 2, so we are going to have to talk about other stealth games. So, so Sorry, mate, go on. Going by the success of when we had Mr. Tony in, in yeah. on it, of going for two good, one bad, let's, yeah. uh, let's continue that trend and make it our own. Yeah. I like that. It definitely needs to be our thing. Do we need to call it two good and one bad? No, we need to find something more interesting to call it. Someone that's so. listening needs to fix this for us because I've got like zero creativity, so I'm not yeah. coming up with anything interesting. Answers on a postcard. Yes, please. <laughs> any, help, a, any, any help? Any help would be appreciated. <laughs> we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're we're everywhere. Come find us and give us ideas, please. But yeah, it will be a couple of good and one bad, or maybe like when we get to the end of the year and we do. Game of the Year would be like three or five good and three bad or something. Yeah. But yeah. So we, we'll even take corporate sponsorship at this point. We're, we're more than happy to be sellouts. Sponsored by <laughs> Green Man Gaming, who can't even put their own fucking award shows on the right website. <laughs> no. You, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to butter them up. <laughs> it was a perfect website, and I had no issues finding the, the, uh, the winners for your award show at all. <laughs> Cunts. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to talk some stealth games. We're going to do two good and one bad stealth game. So did you uh, did you want to start off with your first good one then, mate? Let's go. Okay, so I'm going to start with, funnily enough, a stealth game, amusingly. Uh, Splinter Almost Cell like Con- what we're here yeah. to talk about. Yeah, I'm going with Splinter Cell Conviction. Okay. So this is probably my favourite title in the Splinter Cell franchise and probably my second favourite out of the Tom Clancy franchise. Right, the first one being Rainbow Six Siege, so which I guess has some stealth to it in a roundabout okay. way. Yeah. But anyway, this game split into two modes. There's a co-op prologue to the story where you and your friend play as Archer and Kestrel, an American and Russian respectively, as you complete a series of missions which uh, kind of introduces you into some of the controls and there are some uh, dual takedowns that you can do, which okay. are pretty cool. Uh, it's... A lot of fun, 
but only if you can find someone who wants to play it through properly. So if you've got my circle of friends. <laughs> you need it to go on backwards compatibility, mate. If it's stealth, I'll come play it with it. Yep. But you follow a, a story that takes you into a Russian embassy on Baku. Um, uh, there's, an un- there's the underground fortress underneath the Red Square in Moscow. And uh, spoilers to the st- that section of the story is that both player characters die. Yeah. Oh. Shame. Yeah. There's the, all that emotional tie that you get for doing like three missions of playing the character. <laughs> yeah. But that gets you into the single player, which follows on from some of the elements of the of the prologue. So if you play the prologue, one of the twists in the single player isn't actually a twist. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of. It seems ridiculous that that's the case, but most people wouldn't do the co-op until they'd finished the main story anyway. So. Fair enough. I, it's kind of the. It's more of a a, a prequel rather than a prologue in that. You play the main story, then you play the co-op, and then yeah. you actually get, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Anyway, in the single player, you play as a, an, a very old man, Sam Fisher, So it's because it's three years after uh, Double Agent. So uh, you start by investigating the death of your daughter because something doesn't feel right at the time. Turns out that she's not actually dead at all. Okay. But overall, I'd say the storytelling is sublime, so it's... Absolutely outstanding story-wise. It's just there's twists, turns, and you never really know who's on your side and who's just looking out and trying to use you, because there's just so many different times when you're talking to someone and it feels like they're on your side, only for you to later on to realise that they're actually been using you the entire time. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. For gameplay, I'd say that the way that it uses the uh, instructions, like in the background. So it's like it's floodlit against the wall, and like go hit, um, use this to kill these guys here. It looks kind of cool rather than just being the standard like flood, uh, standard like heads-up display that you'd normally get, where it's like do this in the bottom corner somewhere. Yeah, it's kind it of look- plastered across walls and things, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of looks like it's it's molded into the into the into the map itself. Bit like a uh, bit like when the environment talks to you in the in the Devil May Cry remake. Yeah. The text just appears everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's that's kind of cool. Other new interesting things is that there's a mark and execute feature that, uh, that was introduced into it, kind of like what's in Hitman games, like the yeah. bullet time type thing. Uh there's also last known position which puts a silhouette on the screen to where the the enemy that is looking for you thinks yeah. that you are, so you can move away from that, climb up onto into the ceilings or, you know, go underneath a funfair ride in one of the missions, yeah. uh, and they will they will go to where it is that they last saw you, and then use that as a, a branching point to go out to spread out to try and find you, and you can use that to your advantage and flank them out. Yeah, because that, that's a mechanic that's been uh, been taken on by a lot of, especially Ubi games, isn't it? Like Assassin's Creed to pick that up. Yeah, um, uh, even Deus Ex has it. Yeah. Which uh, so it's other developers. Everyone's using it because it's a it's a very interesting way of doing it. I think. Well, it's no. a, for, for want of a better word, it's a realistic way of doing it, because if yeah. someone spots you, they're not going to forget where they saw you, are they? No. So they're going to go, he was over there, and then the people will go and look over there. So, you know, as a, from a realism point of view, I, I quite like it. Yeah. However, there is one major issue, and for a stealth game, it's, you know, a pretty major one, and it's that you can't hide bodies. So there's okay. no there's no pickup and ability to hide the the bodies that you've just put down, but at the same time you, you can't even knock people unconscious. It's kill or leave alone, pretty much. Yeah. So there there is that. Uh, Was conviction the one that had the black and white and color 
yes. mechanic. When, yeah, when you're visible to enemies, you're in colour, I think. And when you're okay. not, it goes it goes uh, very noir. Yeah. And I think that that uses that to his advantage. A lot of people didn't like it. And I think that's why they took it out of black in Blacklist. Yep. Yeah, and they added the uh, traffic light on your backpack. Yeah. Which does seem a bit stupid. It's like, oh, I'm hidden, so I'll have a green light blaring yeah. up to show people where I am in the shadows. Yeah, the Blacklist was sold more, of an, more as an action game, though, wasn't it? And, yeah. And had the ability, if you wanted to, to, to have to stealth elements. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, to be fair, I mean, that's kind of my favourite kind of stealth game, is one where you have the option. You know, so if, if I get really pissy or I want a quick run through, I, I drop it onto easy and go and kill everything. But if I want a challenge, I sneak my way through. And that's where Blacklist done. Re- I really enjoyed Blacklist. But I've not played Conviction yet. I, I, yeah. just, I never got around to it. Simply put, for normal listeners and for you, Brooks, buy an Xbox 360 and a copy of it and play it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> but if it's Ubisoft listening, put it on fucking backwards compatible, you cunts. <laughs> yeah. It absolutely needs to be gone to backwards compatible because it's it's by far the best best game from that generation in in my opinion in stealth games. I I would expect that to happen maybe the next time we get a, a Splinter Cell game. Well, we could announced. have how much how many Splinter Cell games were released on last gen? You could have a, we could easily have a full Splinter Cell com, um pack. Yeah. So Double Agent, Chaos Theory, Pandora Tomorrow. Conviction. Yeah. See, I'd I'd quite happily play Blacklist again because uh, they had the they had the three ways of going through each level. Yeah. And I I couldn't be asked of all three of them. Well, <laughs> because it because it, it meant three playthroughs. I was like, oh, oh fuck that. Because it was quite a long game. I was like, I can't fucking be bothered to do it. But I mean, if they again, if they went onto backwards compatible, I'd install them because they can just sit there taking up a bit of space. And then when I've got nothing better to do, oh, let's have a go at that. Yeah, absolutely the most fun I had playing a stealth game from last gen. Cool. So my first one, my first one's an interesting one. I've tried very hard, and I will not, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about Dishonored. Not even Dishonored 1, as much as it is one of my favourite games of all time. I'll I'll save that for when I actually (laughs) spend some time talking about Dishonored 2. So my first first one as a series uh, is Thief. Alright, new one or the old one? Well, originally the old one. So what was the first one? The Dark Project the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. uh, Fuck me, that was... Late nineties must have been ninety seven, ninety eight. That one came out nearly sixty years ago. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was a proper a sneaker, a first person sneaker, as as we uh, as we called them then. This sounds like a dirty porn movie. <clears throat> it does a bit, doesn't it? Just something you do with one trainer. <laughs> yeah. But but the thing it had, and, and what I really liked, and this was back in the days when it, this wasn't really a thing, but it, you know, it utilized shadow, and you were given. Uh, you were given the the tools to make more shadows, so you know, water arrows to put flames out, and you know. Oh uh, like yeah, that. water arrows. I remember. Yeah. And, and it was not <laughs> in any way an action game. It was not in any way a game you were supposed to kill people in, because your main character was a thief. You know, he wasn't Sam Fisher. Yeah, you know, he wasn't Adam Jensen. He he was a thief. He didn't. He done nothing but steal things. It. It was absolutely against everything the game was about to start killing people. So the best really you had was, you know, your little... Fuck, I've forgotten what it was called. But you had your little uh, thing you'd knock people out with, which was so funny to do. But it, Thief as a series was very, very good. And as a... I mean, it kind of went downhill a little bit. But, I mean, I'm guessing you've not played the original Thief games. No, I never played the originals. I mean, I've not played them fucking years. I, I, I'm... 
certain that if I tried to play them now, I would just mong out completely and not be able to do it. But did you play the remake? I've got it installed because it went free on Games with Gold at one point. It did. And I've got it installed. I have every intention of playing it when I have the time to play games again. I, I rented it. Uh, did I rent it or did I buy it? No, I think I bought it and then sold it on because I didn't really... It wasn't as... I don't remember it. I, it wasn't as good as I remember the first one being. And then I got about two-thirds of the way through it. I, so I got bored quite quickly. When I got seen, it felt cheap. And you almost instantly ended up in combat that you didn't want to be in. It, it was not a good. It was not a good game to put the thief name onto, and it really didn't help that it was one of these original uh, cross-gen games made in Unreal Three. Looked like it was made in Unreal Three. It didn't look good. It didn't play very well. It was a horrible addition to the series. But I don't. I mean, I'm. A, I'm sure you can still buy them. You know, GOG or you know, Steam or something. You must be able to buy the thief games from somewhere. I would definitely, I'd pick them up and give them a go. Again, if I find time, I'd like to go back to them. I have so many games that I'd like to go back to. I barely have time to play the games that are out at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, but the Thief, as a as a nostalgia property, excellent. It was a lot of fun. I don't remember it being frustrating. I remember it being bastard hard, but I don't remember it being frustrating, which is what I find with a lot of stealth games. Uh, but yeah, that was my my first good one. So, what's your first? What's your, your your first? Your one and only? What's your your bad stealth game? My bad stealth game. I'm going with Alpha Protocol. <laughs> the RPG spy game. The RPG spy game. Yeah. I never Tell played what, it. If someone says this game is worth playing, I will burn their cat down. <laughs> Right. Fuck, fuck you, you're wrong, and I'm going to set fire to your cat for saying so. Exactly. <laughs> so this is a game that's developed by Obsidian Entertainment. Now, as we know, Obsidian are known for making some pretty bad games in their time. Didn't they make South Park? Yeah, that's their one redeeming game. Okay. If you look through their entire list of games, right, and you find two good ones, you'd be very surprised. Okay, fair enough. Now, beyond that, it was published by Sega. Who, as we know, have a habit of publishing literally anything. Yeah, see, that, 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 I think that says more than Obsidian devving it, is Sega publishing it, because, yeah, no. So, both companies very versed in spewing shit all over the place, teamed up to put out an even bigger steaming pile of shit. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with some of the reviews that I managed to find for it, okay? Okay. Huge range of technical issues flawed combat. The enemy AI is astonishing shambles, almost to the point of being impressive. There are games in their beta stage that are more complete, better designed, and more worth paying for than this mistake. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty fucking damning. <laughs> if someone was to offer me 10 grand to play it again, I would spit in their face, set them on fire, and then piss on their flaming corpse. You've, you've got a real pyromaniac thing going there, mate. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no, because I've had to play this game in my life. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll be honest. I This game was released when I was all over RPG games, and someone sold this to me as being Mass Effect meets Jack Bauer. I did. I was going to say this. Is this Has this game come out kind of after, I'm going to guess, after Mass Effect 2? No, I think it was between 1 and 2. Okay, and you've gone, oh, more RPGs, please, and gone from Mass Effect... Yeah. Your, you know, your favourite game of all time to substandard 
badly made, not really, shouldn't really have been released, crappy Sega RPG. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. Uh, no, it was released just after Mass Effect 2, you're right. So I'd have just finished Mass Effect 2 story and then gone, oh, I found, here we go, RPG game that's ascent, that's supposed to make Mass Effect look like ass in, in its, uh, in its, uh, dialogue. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, there's a certain video game awards that we talked about earlier that can probably recommend a good RPG for you. It won a couple of awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say The Witcher will probably do you better than Alpha Protocol. Well, I played Alpha Protocol, and I really wish that what I'd done instead was drink a bottle of bleach. Nice. Yeah. So this this game actually has 12 hours worth of cinematic sequences, but in a single playthrough <laughs> you can only see a maximum of four. Yeah, that that means that in order to get all of the all of the cinematic sequences, you need to play it through three fucking times. <laughs> I'm guessing that didn't happen. No, it. I I didn't even finish the first playthrough. I I think I got about an hour and a half into that, and I just went, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" And just got rid of the game. Fair I enough. I don't even think I traded it in. I think I just put it in the bin. Fair enough. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm 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 actually going to refuse to talk about it anymore. It's that bad that people out there are going, "Oh yeah, I love playing really bad games." No. No. <laughs> Just no. Fair enough. Well, we'll move swiftly on cuz I oh mate, I'm going to piss so many people off with this. So many people off. It's going to be hilarious. And actually, I almost didn't want to do it cuz I'm pretty sure we, you know, we don't have much credibility as it is. I'm pretty sure we're going to lose all of it when I say this one. Like I'm people, scared now. People won't want to hear me talk after this. People are going to listen, hear this and you're going to say it and then they're just going to turn it off and we're going to lose all seven of our listeners. Yeah, but all seven of you kind of have to bear with me and let me explain myself after I say my bad stealth game is not a game again, it's a franchise. It's Metal Gear Solid. I'm hanging up this call now. <laughs> And I'm not saying it's a bad game. I don't. I can't think of any actual bad stealth games. Not really. Most of them, for ver- you know, across various spectrums, I've enjoyed them from one, you know, from a certain degree. You know, from okay, that was a bit of fun. To I really loved that. You didn't play Alpha Protocol. No, I didn't. Here's my problem with Metal Gear Solid. Have you played Metal Gear Solid, like the the series? I played one, two, yep. three. I didn't finish 4. I think I only managed about 20 minutes of 4. 20 minutes of gameplay of 4. Okay. So, so like 3 hours of the game. Yeah. And I've got 5 and Ground Zeroes installed because cheap. Yeah. So did you play them when they came out? I played 3 when it came out. The other one's not so... No. Have you played them recently? No. Not play- in the last... Not if, since 4, if, maybe... If you've still got your Xbox 360, go grab the, the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. I think it's only got two and three in it. Or it might be two, three, and... It's two, three, and something else. I can't remember. Probably Acid. Yeah, maybe. They're crap. And I'm not ta- I'm not saying the stories are crap. They're not. And I'm not saying the gameplay... You know, the games are crap. As in, badly made. They're not. They I, ha- I have the utmost respect for Hideo Kojima. I think the guy is an amazing game developer. I've met him. He's a really nice guy. You know, I've got my little limited edition... MGS4, you know, with his signature on it, I got him to autograph it for me. You know, that thing will never leave my house. It's, it's my pride and joy. What about when you move house, will it leave it then? Yes, 
or I just will never move house. You know, so this this is said with the utmost respect for the guys that made the game and the guys that play the guys you know who might be listening to this who still play the games. All power to you. We have been spoiled by decent control systems recently, and more importantly, decent camera systems. Metal Gear Solid has neither of those things. They are a chore to play. They are a chore to follow the story. They are not that fun anymore. You know, the sneaking mechanics are guff. They're just, they're not as good as people remember them. And I know people are going to disagree with me. That's fine. You know, I don't, you know, if I if I went through my entire life hoping people wouldn't disagree with me, I'd never open my gob. But that would probably be better. But I, I just, I was so excited, right, when I bought the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. So this is fucking awesome. I'm going to get back onto this and I'm going to, I'm going to get back in and play. It's been ages since I've played these. And I must have gotten an hour and a half into Metal Gear Solid 2 and went, this is utter shite. You know, what's more fun to do for Metal Gear Solid now is just go watch YouTube videos that will tell you the story. Because the story's convoluted fucking nonsense, but they're fun, you know. You can't fucking keep up with what's going on, but they're a bit of fun. Gameplay wise, get all the cutscenes as well. Yeah, gameplay wise, absolute shite. Not fun, boring, a chore, an an actual chore. It's the best word for it. I just felt like I was working. I'm not enjoying this at all. I'm just not. I will admit to having played Ground Zeroes and not hating it. I didn't mind Ground Zeroes, which was uh, MGS 5s prequel, if you like, demo mode, prologue. Yeah, it was the. Uh, the, uh, the little, you know, one mission release before Ground Zeroes, before Metal Gear Solid 5 came out. And I enjoyed it, it wasn't bad. But I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 5 because I just, I can't bring myself to do it. I do want to play it. And now we've got this definitive edition out. Again, when it appears in the bargain bin, I'll pick it up and I'll give it a play. But yeah, my bad one. Like I say, not an actual bad game, but the, the Metal Gear series... People need to uh, hang their hat on something a little better than that, in my opinion. So all bad then? No, I just I would. It's one of those. It's one of those series that just it, it it has so much nostalgia value, and so many people love what they think they remember about it. But I would bet that a fair amount of those people, if they went back to play it now, wouldn't enjoy it. I had the exact same experience with Devil May Cry when the Devil May Cry. HD collection came out. I loved Devil May Cry when it came out. I absolutely adored it. I took time off of work and school and things or whatever it was. It must have been work. I took time off of work and I didn't come out of my bedroom when I lived at my parents' house for like two days straight just playing Devil May Cry. Went back to the HD collection and I played for about an hour and went, these controls are bollocks. This camera is bollocks. This gameplay is bollocks. I'm just not enjoying my time of it. And I had the same reaction with Metal Gear. Just no, not not my thing. Sorry. <laughs> so I mean, in case there's anybody else listening, we might as well finish it off. Yeah, that, so that your, one la- your last good one. Now. Yeah, your last good one then, mate. My last good one. Uh, probably it's actually the probably the least stealthy of the franchise, and it's Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Okay. So you mean to say you don't find big cannons on the side of a ship stealth-like? No. Uh, well, they are stealth boats. <laughs> <laughs> because of the cannons. No, it's... I think it's probably the most fun I had playing an Assassin's Creed game because I like the 18th century 
you know, new, new America, you know, all that pirate yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I the mean, golden I'm, age I'm, of pirates. Yeah, I'm the one of seven people who likes black sails for yeah, more I than st- just boobs. I still haven't watched black sails. Just sales. boobs. Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> boobs um, everywhere. Yeah. Nothing wrong I'd, with boobs. I don't, I'd say that Only Brotherhood is probably the one that I would consider to be, like, even remotely close to how much I enjoyed playing Assassin's Creed. Okay. So, because Brotherhood had all, all of the fun elements of 2 and none of the shit. So, yeah. And then Revelations just... Just no. For Black Flag, uh, you play as Edward Kenway, who is the dad of Haytham Kenway and granddad of the Connor. <laughs> of, of the Connor. Of the Connor. I'm not even going to uh, pretend to try and pronounce his Native American name. I can't remember it. AC3 was so forgettable. It's something like Rakatan Kanon or something. Yeah. I'm going to go, like I'm not going to try and say it, but I'm going to look it up because now I'm curious. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because yeah. we are, we are planning a, a bit of an Assassin's Creed special uh, in a few weeks. Yeah. Mainly to cover the film. Well, I like Assassin's Creed, and I will probably watch the Assassin's Creed film, and I might consider playing some of the newer ones that come out, especially considering you can get Unity for like a pound. Like every other week, it's a pound yeah. on CD keys. Yeah, I think I picked it up on, on Xbox One for like. Uh, just because I, I do want to play them all again, but then I, I got halfway through Assassin's Creed 1 and went, nope! Yeah, the, the amount of bullshit you have to go through for the first one, considering the first one was lauded as being such an amazing game back in the day, Yeah, it's just so shit compared to what happened more recently. Yeah. Just controls, when they became more refined, and oh, yeah. the, the lack of repetition, well... As lack of repetition as you can have by going to area, assassinate person, go to other area, assassinate other person. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, this one is you're playing Edward Kenway, who's voiced by Matt Ryan, who is Constantine in the TV show Constantine. Yeah. And uh, Arrow. And Arrow. Also. And the Justice League Dark cartoon. Yep. As Constantine. Yep. Sorry, carry yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. You start off by chasing down and killing uh, a rogue assassin. Uh, and assume his identity just to because you're a pirate and it's the best thing to do is to pretend to be someone else. Um, and you basically you walk into a plot to try and find the observatory, which is a giant telescope that can see everyone. Basically, yeah. it's like a time telescope. <laughs> it's basically uh, what's the thing from X Men? Oh, um, yes. Yeah, begins with a C, and it's not Cere- cunt. Cerebro. Cerebro, yeah. It's basically, it's basically Assassin's Creed Cerebro. Yeah, but you can only see people if they've given you their blood, which apparently everyone did in that game for some reason. They just gave away their blood in a little vial for no <laughs> reason. Like, literally everyone. <laughs> but you get to work alongside uh, famous pirates uh, like Black Gold, uh, Blackbeard, yeah. uh, Benjamin Hornigold, and Charles Vane. Yeah, man. So, and what you're trying to do is build a pirate utopia on NASA, all while working with the other assassins and, well, trying to find the sage, who's the only person who knows where the observatory is, only to be, you know, stabbed in the back by the sage because he's only after his own gain, personal gain, rather than working with the Templars or the assassins. Yeah. No, I I really enjoyed Black Flag. Yeah, I really, I think my only reservation with Black Flag was that it was in three, the ship stuff in 3, was really cool, and I was scared that they were just going, oh yeah, people like the ship stuff, so we'll just stick a game around entirely around it. 
but I, you, you know what? It was just more fun. Like I was, there were times when I was just sailing around listening to the sea shanties. Yeah. See, it's, it's interesting you say that because I I hated the ship-based stuff in Assassin's Creed Three, and at this point I was still an Assassin's Creed super fan. You know, I <laughs> I, I worshipped that series. Even the the fact that Connor was a whiny bitch. Yeah, even the fact that Connor... Well, the, Connor was a whiny bitch, but it was set in a time that I really enjoyed. Uh, and it was based around... Uh, uh, like a... It was because it was based around Native Americans. It was based around a culture that I really... You know, I, I have a lot of interest in. So I forgave it a lot, so I could kind of play around in that world. But I hated the, the ship stuff. And when they went, we're going to do pirates, I was like... Because <laughs> I really don't want to do more of that ship shit. <laughs> I really hated it. But pirates. Uh, but they improved it massively. They refined yeah. it. I really, really enjoyed uh, Black Flag. Did you ever play Rogue? I didn't play Rogue because I had I got rid of both of my consoles by the time Rogue had come out. Anyway, back to Black Flag, which I was trying to talk about this entire Sorry. time. <laughs> rudely interrupted. I have a fucking story about everything. I can just talk. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Didn't take four years of working with you to work that out. No. Uh, where was I? Yeah. So it's the the well balanced, you know, ship travel around around the islands and the the side missions that are a, a lot of fun, including chasing down the sea shanties, which was quite amusing because some of them were in pretty amusing, uh, pretty fun locations, including uh, over lakes filled with crocodiles. Were they <laughs> alligators? Yeah, probably man. crocodiles. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, to to give yourself various ship upgrades, armory upgrades, and armor upgrades, and in the the post game, basically, essentially, you've got uh, four, five legendary ships to take out, which give you um, twenty thousand uh, royals um, each, rather. And there was a really interesting DLC which you play as the former first mate of uh, Kenway, which is Adewale, uh, in his own ship. Where you try and flee, uh, free the uh, maroons from the slavers and plantations. Yep. Which actually has a, a small, one of the small little side quests where you do the, the diving, which is quite fun. Yeah. Where you dive down to the ships, and one of the ships that you dive down to is the Jackdaw. So you know that it, it sank somewhere off the coast of Africa or something. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, probably my favourite of the Assassin's Creed games. Nice. You're going to be around for the. Uh... The Assassin's Creed special. Yes, hopefully I'd have seen the film as well by that point. Cool. And uh, we'll have played at least one of the newer ones. Hopefully, we might get lucky and Rogue might have been made backwards compatible. If not, <laughs> I've played all of the others by Unity and newer. So yeah. Unity's like a pound, as I've said many times now, or 250 as you bought it. And then Syndicate, which... I don't know, I, I think I was interested in Syndicate, but after the arse show that was Unity, just... I, I, I own I Syndicate. Done. It's still installed on my machine. I've not finished it. I'm sure I'm that about would halfway through. Yeah, I'm about halfway through, and I just went. Is that the I most recent Assassin's be, Creed? It is. Yeah. Was it last year released, or was it the year yeah, before? Last year. Ah, last year. Uh, Victorian London one. We played yes. twin brother and sister. Yes. Yes. Evie, Evie and something else. I've forgotten his e- name. Evie and Eve. Yeah. <laughs> something retarded. Master and Ms. Fry. Uh, the characters yeah. are fine, the game's fine, but it's all just fine, and fine ain't good enough for Assassin's Creed for me anymore. It's not bad by any stretch, but it's it was pretty the, much my last straw. I kind of went, 
no, I can't be fucking bothered. And the very second something else came through my letterbox, I was like, I'd rather play that. I and I just never went back. It's the I, present day stuff. I'm not. I'm not too fussed with the present day stuff. I mean, obviously, yes, there's a, an overstory to all of it to connect all the games together. But yeah, I I never got along with Desmond Miles. I thought he was a complete dickbag. Yeah. And I didn't like the fact that there was the DLC for Revelations, I think, that added to the, the present day story, which I thought was a bit naughty. Was it Revelations that done that? I think it was part of the... Oh, it might have been Brotherhood. No, it was, no, it was two. It was Da Vinci. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know the one you made. It's... Yes, because Revelations didn't have any of the present day stuff, did it? Uh, it didn't have much, no. I think it had some, but not much. Yeah, I can't, mate. It's all. It's. I think it's, it's like. It's. It's like trying to decipher what happened in an individual season of Twenty Four. <laughs> I, I just. It's all one long fucking game that I never stopped playing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love all, Assassin's all, Creed, but man, trying to unpick that story. New. All the modern day stuff is what. What kind of ruined what could have been a great series of games set across different time periods. Yeah. It. it it's not really necessary, especially considering there's all this story for each individual game that they're putting in each individual game, and then one overstory, which is you're splitting down into yeah. um, several different ones each year that you're just not going to remember. <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember what happened in in the first Assassin's Creed uh, main in in the uh, the present day sections to to what happened in the second one. When the second one came out, I was so fucking confused. I had no idea what was going on for the present day bits. I was like, why am I running away from all of this? What the fuck happened at the end of the first one? And it's like, here's the Animus 2.0. Why have I not got the Animus 1? What the fuck's going on? Why am I in the back of a van? Yeah. No, the present day stuff was definitely, it was the weakest part of a lot of Assassin's Creed. But uh, no, Syndicate, I, I gave up with. It's still there, and I have promised myself I will finish it in time for our AC special, but I... Can't later just now. When is the AC special? Approximately. Uh, When's the film? But it'll be the, the films comes out on the first of January. Okay, so it'll be so it'll be the first recording up. we do in January. Anyway, should we get this finished off? Yep. Let's whatever your number two. <laughs> <laughs> Who's number two? Hmm. <laughs> the one guessing game you don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> this is my number two. It's crispy. <laughs> Crispy? Really? <laughs> Crispy is never a word you have to describe. The, what the fuck, Booker? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyways. Muppet. <laughs> so my second good game, my last good game, and our last self game for the night... Actually, it's going to go back to something you brought up earlier, and it's it's a Tom Clancy one. Ooh. Yeah, but it's Ghost Recon Future Soldier. All right. Did you ever play Future Soldier? I didn't play the Future Soldier game. I fucking loved Future Soldier, and it was it was I think I mentioned when we were, when you were talking about Conviction was it was an action game. It was a game where you could do whatever you wanted. You could run through and kill absolutely everyone if you really felt the need. But you had the option to stealth your way through it. You didn't have to. I don't think. I don't even think there was a trophy for it. I don't think there was any advantage to doing it. I just could, so I did. 
you know, I every every mission briefing, I'd I'd make sure my at least one of my weapons was silenced, so I could sneak through areas. You know, it it was just a really really fun game to play. It was one of those kind of games that you play, you force yourself to play uh, pacifist, or you force yourself to play stealth just as an added challenge. And yeah, another Future, kind. Future Soldier was a lot of fun to play like that. You couldn't do all of it like that. At, at one point, you have to chase a dude who's trying to get on a train, and there's no way on earth you do that stealthily. You just have to run and yeah. just punch him in the face. But the the sections that you could play in stealth mode, or the sections that you could ninja your way through, it was so satisfying to get in and out and not be seen. It was just, for a game that, that you didn't have to do it for, you just kind of went, ah, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Such a laugh. Again, if you ever get a chance to play it and you want to play it in stealth mode, absolutely give it a go. Uh, a bit like, like we mentioned before, Splinter Cell Blacklist, where you had like the the loud action way of playing, the way that you know you killed everybody, but you were quiet, or the complete stealth, you left everyone alive, and you know no one ever saw you. That was the kind of way you wanted to play uh, Future Soldier, and it, it was so much fun because you could do it with you know you had all the tech. You could still play with the toys and the little drones and shit like that. It was such, just such a laugh. It was a really easy game to play. And it was a really fun game to play. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, as a whole, I think Tom Clancy games are usually probably the most fun I have playing most games, which is weird considering Ubisoft are well known for being a really bad publisher-developer combination. Yeah. I think they do take a lot of pride in their Tom Clancy games. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that counts for the division, and I don't necessarily think that counts for like Hawks Two. But I think they. I think they. Hawks One in general. Just like, Hawks. I liked Hawks. Hawks was just stupid dumb fun. I really enjoyed Hawks. My Nobody brother. Liked Hawks. My brother actually is a massive fan of Hawks. I, I think he's actually platinumed Hawks, which is one of those so many fucking multiplayer achievements that I can't be asked. But he's a big fan. I just, I picked it up. I played it like I, I played the missions. I finished it, and then I never played it again. Uh, that was it. But the Tom Clancy games as a whole, I really, I quite like. Uh, Siege, not so much. The Division, not so much. I've got, you know, I'm hoping for big things from, from Wildlands. That looks like a lot of fun. But we shall see. But yeah, my last stealth game for the night would definitely be Ghost Recon: Future Soldier. Yeah, I I know where you're coming from. I mean, it's not exact. It's not a stealth game as it was, but yeah, stealth stealth elements to game that are probably better than a lot of stealth games as a whole. Yeah. My surprise is that at no point did we mention our game of the year from like three years ago. Well, I tried Four very years ha- ago. I tried very hard to not mention Deus Ex. Yeah. Because <laughs> we so spoke, did I, to be honest. We spoke about Deus Ex at length a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I. I tried to avoid that, and I wanted to avoid Dishonored, like I said, because I haven't played two yet, and I, I thoroughly expect to be, to need to talk about Dishonored one when I talk about Dishonored two, but I mean that will be later on down the line. But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's us. Is that us done? Yeah, that's us done. Just down to what other people have mentioned on Facebook because we got nothing on Twitter. Yeah, the bastards ignored us on Twitter, but we did get a lot on Facebook. Did you? Uh, did you want to go through the? This is a Facebook mentions. So I'll start with Matt Lambon, who says, Curveball here, but Manhunt on the PS2 made good use of stealth whilst not forcing the game to be without action for huge periods of time. Ultra tense and truly shocking gore and execution animations for the time, lovely game. 
I must being entirely obvious, the Metal Gear Solid series lives and breathes stealth. Considering all the internal struggle at Konami, MGS5 was a triumph and one of the most satisfying games of this generation. No one does emotive gaming quite as well as Hideo Kojima. Yeah, okay. Manhunt's a, a good one, actually, right? A bit more than, than Future Soldier, but it's one of those ones where you don't have to play it stealthy. But it's so satisfying when you do. I would love to play Manhunt. It's such a horrible game. <laughs> Not something you should put down on a CV. No. <laughs> Not something you admit in a personality test. No. I, like, I enjoy gory films and playing Manhunt. I, I like to carry a bag people to death. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I, I mean, we we touched on Metal Gear earlier, didn't we? So Yeah. Well, I've got nothing against the Metal Gear franchise. I just feel... Like you said, they're 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 dated because we've been spoiled by new control schemes, new control methods, new cameras that aren't fixed. It's kind of how I feel. I kind of half feel the way that you do about Metal Gear as if they were to ever remaster the Onimusha series. I really like and I really want Onimusha remasters. Yeah. But one, two, and three have fixed cameras. Four yeah. is it follows over the shoulder third person. Yeah. Alright. But yeah, I mean, I Kojima is a god, and I. Very much look forward to seeing what he does with Death Stranding. Death Standing. Death something. Death hanging around naked with naked Norman Reedus. But yeah, I look forward to seeing what he does. But yeah, that's I said earlier, Metal Gear not doesn't impress me anymore. So my buddy Jack replied several times uh, for this. Uh, I'm just going to kind of pepper these in as we go. Uh, the first one, actually, because we were kind of talking over text the other day and we were talking about we were, we were saying I was going to do well, I was saying we were going to do stealth games tonight, and he went, "Oh, Skyrim." I went, what? "Well, I've, I've not played Skyrim. Are you taking the piss?" <laughs> because I was pretty sure he was. Uh, but he said, "No, Skyrim gets a big up from me. Any game that allows you to murder an entire town in cold blood and turn invisible when the guards come running is an excellent game for me." Not entirely sure that's what stealth means, Jack. No. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of half on the stealth thing because it, yeah. it, he did say turn invisible when the guards come running. Yeah. But the whole I know let's murder an entire town is also something to not put on a personality test. I mean, to be fair, obviously we said we're talking stealth games, not pacifist games, and you know they're two very different things. So you know yeah. I'll, I'll let him have it, but at the same time I'm still not convinced. But I don't play Skyrim, so we we have to move on from that quickly. Okay, comment from Mr. Black. Our buddy Tony. MGS2, Sons of Liberty, is probably mine. Adored that game, even with all the riding bollocks. Amazing story and some terrific set pieces. I, f- I feel like I'm beating this horse to death. <laughs> Everyone is saying Metal Gear. <laughs> Apparently, you're wrong for this one. Well, this I knew I was going to be in the eyes of the masses. I knew I would be wrong for this one. But all of you go back and play it and see what, <laughs> see what you say then. This was an interesting one. One more for Batman Arkham, the Arkham series. Whilst not wholeheartedly stealth, the game makes full use of mechanics of hiding from enemies to hang them from gargoyles, even in the most recent entry of the series, Arkham Knight was brilliant for it. Now, Arkham Knight aside, because I didn't finish it, I would definitely give the Arkham series a mention for this one, because there was nothing quite as satisfying as sneaking through a room of bad guys, you know, leaving at the end, having them all hanging unconscious, with not one of them having ever seen you. That was a very satisfying way to play the thing is, is that he says that it's not really a wholehearted stealth game. It is. 
it's probably the most obvious stealth game there is because you're you're Batman. Yeah, Batman but lives stealth. He does, but there's also a lot of the there's a lot of forced combat. So all your boss fights mm. are forced combat. There's a lot of going around the street is going around the streets is a forced combat. You can't avoid combat like you could with an actual proper stealth game. I suppose. But but those sections like those big rooms that you have to get through and you just go through you sneak through and knock everybody out instead of like killing them or just getting into a fist fight. Those I definitely agree with. Absolutely. Comment from Owen, our glorious leader, who says just to echo the above mentions of Metal Gear, I really Fuck quite liked guys. MGS5, and I expected to find it a bit too samey. Also, what was that ninja thing on the PSX? Tenchu? That was a lot of fun, though I haven't played it since it first came out. Yeah, see, Tenchu I liked. Did you ever play Tenchu? I didn't play Tenchu. Tenchu was very cool. I preferred Tenchu 2. I'd have been a bit too young for a game like Tenchu. Yeah, maybe. Back on the PlayStation 1. Tenchu 2 I think I preferred. I think they refined it a little bit. I, I haven't played Tenchu for a long time. I do get the feeling that that would also suffer horribly from dating very, very badly. I can't imagine it being that much fun to play now. I don't think I own it anymore. I've still got a PSX kicking around somewhere. But I don't think I own Tenchu anymore. And the last one from from Jack. Sticks Master of Shadows was also pretty decent. Never played much, but I enjoyed the time I had with it since it was free on Xbox Live some time ago. I have no comment on Sticks Master of Shadows. I will have to take Jack's word for it. I never played it. I don't know what it is or what it does. I have no idea. This is actually the first I've heard of it. I've definitely heard of it. I just don't. I never played it. And final comment from Matt Latham. His one is original MGS. Love it. So that's that's another person who is no longer listening to us. Thanks to you. Literally, it's like five against one. Yeah. Just from the people that regularly talk to us. Yep. It, it's almost like you're wrong and you didn't realise it until now. Actually, it's more like everyone else is wrong and I'm now enlightening. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> tell you what, that's, that's probably more likely on the grounds that they're going to look at it now and go, yeah, you're right, it is nostalgia. I mean, that's, that's, I mean it's not necessarily true. I do think that, it, that a lot of nostalgia plays a part there. But at least one of the people that commented, uh, uh, Matt Lamborn, our, our good buddy Matt Lamborn, he is a proper retro gamer. You know, he, I don't think he sees things with that kind of no, those nostalgia glasses. I think he has quite possibly come back and played them recently. I would be curious to know the last time you played them, Matt, see if you still like them. But yeah, no, I just I knew it would be a a, a bad choice or not a bad choice. But I'd stand by it. But I knew it would be an unpopular choice for me to say that it was the crap one. But I did defend myself and say, not the crap one, just not as good as everybody makes out. But I'm going to stop annoying people with my anti-MGS sentiment now. (laughs) (laughs) I think that leaves us just with uh, recommendations for our listeners for a couple of weeks. There's not much around on the freebie front at the moment, is there? No, I think it's probably because of the build-up to Christmas that no one's really thinking, oh, we need to throw more free games out. Yeah. But I will go with a free game, which is Mirror's Edge, the original, the one that's uh, now backwards compatible and on EA Access. So a good game. There is, strangely enough, more stealth element to it, uh, but it's got pretty decent combat to it at you spend the entire time free running from one side of the area to another, following a, a path 
sort of made out of colour, well made, very well balanced, and was very deserving of having a sequel. Probably didn't quite live up to his expectations, though. No, Catalyst, I don't think, was received quite as well, was it? No. Cool. Need to play it, also free. Yeah. My recommendation is the last of this month's Games for Gold. So you've only got about a week before this disappears, I think. And it's for Xbox One. It's Murdered Soul Suspect, which is a, a kind of crime puzzle drama thing. It's very short. It's very, very underrated. I I remember buying this when it came out. Really excited about it. I loved every minute of it. I think I 100%ed it in the first two days of it coming out. And it wasn't even, you know, and even that I think took eight hours. And I think it has something like 360 collectibles. You know, it has an insane number of collectibles and it still didn't take me long to complete it. You would do worse than to play this game. It's very, very cool. Very underrated. Yep. It's, uh, I've downloaded it already. Just need to find time to play it. I can get away from Motorsport Manager while watching things on TV. I'd be really interested in your thoughts because since it was announced, a lot of people have come out and said, oh, I bought this when it came out. And I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. So I, I see a lot of that going on with this, this particular game. So I'd be interested to see what you think about it. I might, might definitely have to give it a go by the time we record next. Yep. It's, I think that's us done. Yep, I think that's us done. So we are... Well, in the two weeks it's going to be... Because I'm, I'm, there's no way... Even if this thing turns out to be four hours long, I'm only putting one episode up. Because the edit for the last episode... <laughs> Nearly killed me. So, for the next two weeks, if someone wants to find you and it's not on a podcast, my friend, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at the John underscore CU and on Xbox Live as Long Dong Silver. Cool. I am at Brooker411 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me regularly on the Foul Critics Film Podcast and writing film reviews for Foul Critics. We are at Character Unlock on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Are we still posting things on Instagram? Yeah, I'm still posting things whenever I take a picture of anything game-related, although I don't think I've posted in a couple of days. Cool. And if you really don't want to find us anywhere else, you will find us back here in a fortnight when I think we are possibly going to be talking about episodic games, now that several episodic games are... Wrapping up for the year, it seems like a good time to talk about them. I think we should release the podcast in episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> Any idea how much extra work that would give me? <laughs> just need to split it at 30 minutes. Yeah. Just, like every th- just release one. <laughs> hey, look, you could do that, and we wouldn't have anything to... We wouldn't have any work to do for a couple of weeks while we release, like, eight 30-minute episodes. We could have Christmas off. There we go. See? <laughs> I don't come up with just bad ideas. <laughs> All right. I think it's always that says say goodnight John. Goodnight John. Goodnight John. Character Unlock was presented by Andrew Brooker and John Miller, with music provided with permission from Miracle of Sound from the track A Dog's Life. Character Unlock is recorded for Failed Critics and is a part of the Failed Media Network of Podcasts, along with Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights and the Failed Critics Film Podcast. And you can check us out at failedcritics.com or find us on Twitter at Character Unlock. Thanks for listening.
so I've got like some races like 50 to 60, maybe even 73 I'm laps sorry, long. You're, you're going full racist? That's not what I said, you know it, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you're just telling the black cars to fuck off? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Only white tyres allowed. So, black rubber on, on, on the tarmac? No, I don't want that. I want only ice and snow. And this is Trump's America, tires. damn it. <laughs> this is what I voted for. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.